Welcome into the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and we have reached the culmination of NFL week number five. Now heading into NFL week number six. And as we embark on this journey that is, again, heading into NFL week number six, I thought I would share my NFL power rankings going from number 32 all the way down to number 31 from the worst to the best team in football through five weeks of the NFL season. Again, heading into week number six. We've done this three times so far from week number four, five, and again, now this week. It was a great week of football. I watched Red Zone almost every single game all day Sunday and Monday. What a great week to talk about football. And tomorrow it's the Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs kicking off week number six. So let's dive into my number 32 team. Who is the worst team in football? Is it still the Chicago Bears? Well, this week, the Bears played much better on Thursday night against the Commanders. And this week, the Carolina Panthers fall three spots, still winless on the year to 0-5. I want to give the Panthers some credit. I Went back and forth with myself as to should they truly be the worst team in football? Mm, I I had a hard time thinking that. And so what I did here was I would like to say team number 32 and 31 are practically tied as to how team number 31 actually lost the past two weeks. But number 32, the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, uh, they need some firepower in the offense. Miles Sanders has been a bust so far, uh, cannot hold on to the football. They're seemingly beating themselves every single week. The defense can only hold up so long. They desperately need that number one wide receiver. Not sure when they're going to get it. The offensive line is still struggling, but it seems like every single week they find themselves still in games, still being able to, I don't know, it's, fight their way through three quarters, but ultimately losing in the fourth quarter. The Panthers still aren't a good team. And when you're winless this far through five weeks, I can only pick you as the only winless team as the worst team in football. Uh, Adam Thielen's playing pretty good football, uh, kind of refound himself after leaving Minnesota this past offseason. But again, just have not yet put it together out there in Carolina. You're 0-5, again, the only winless team and the worst team in football by my accord. The next team, number 31. Honestly, I never thought I would put this head coach at the bottom of the NFL when it came to worst lists. I never thought I would actually debate putting this head coach's team as the worst team in football, or at least close to the worst team in football. And that is the New England Patriots. The Patriots led by one of the greatest defensive minds of all time and Bill Belichick have given up 69 combined points the past two weeks. How do you not find yourselves at the bottom of any list when it comes to one of the worst teams in football? Mac Jones is playing awful. He's been benched twice this year already. And when you lose to the Cowboys two weeks ago, and that was your worst career loss, then you follow that up with the second worst career loss in your career for the Belichick against the Saints this past week. I do not know what else or how else else to rank the Patriots. The offense can't find rhythm. The defense is always on the field. They just acquired J.C. Jackson again, lost Christian Gonzalez. This team is reeling. 
they need a change. Right now, it feels like the head coach and quarterback might both need to go once the year's all said and done. But again, New England Patriots, one and four, right now, number 31 on my list as the worst team in football, right ahead of the Carolina Panthers. Number 30, another one and four team. And despite losing this week, they didn't play as bad as the Patriots. The New York Giants move up one spot to number 30. Uh, this team is a mess. Uh, Brian Dable's out there yelling at Daniel Jones saying, what the F are you doing? Daniel Jones out there. Now he's hurt. Saquon Barkley's still hurt. Uh, this defense is not playing well despite getting two takeaways from the Dolphins this past weekend. Um, the Giants are a mess for a team that was supposed to be a playoff team this year. Take the next step. They've taken three steps back. Uh, when you're one and four through five weeks in a tough division, the commanders are better than you. The Cowboys are certainly better than you. And the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles are not going to give you a chance to win any game this year. Uh, the Giants find themselves at number 29 this week. A massive shellacking at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. Again, moving up one spot after a loss, but still... The New York Giants find themselves at number 30 this week. Uh, number 29, moving up three spots, one in four on the year. Got their first one on Thursday against the Commanders. Really put it to him. DJ Moore has kind of found himself, and him and Justin Fields do have some chemistry. Love what I saw. I was someone who was adamant in saying, Justin Fields was a bust. It's been three years now. I've seen enough. The head coach isn't great. The defense isn't great. The GM isn't great. There's nothing good about this Bears team since I said that. Thankfully, I don't know if Fields heard that or, or DJ Moore heard that. I doubt it. But if they did, they have turned things up a notch, almost beating the Broncos two weeks ago and now on Thursday against the Commanders, just laying freaking wood all over them out there in Washington and taking it to the Washington Commanders. Justin Fields looked solid again for two straight weeks. I want to give him his props. I'll knock him when he's down, but I'll prop him back up when he plays well. Justin Fields has played extremely well the past two weeks. His legs are still there, and his arm might be turning that corner for this Bears team. and might. Only a couple games, but it might reinstill the hope they once had in him coming into this season. The Bears are my number 29 team, moving up three spots. The next two teams have no change. Both these teams, the Denver Broncos 28 and the Cardinals 27. Now, both these teams lost this past weekend, but I do think that no one else behind them could jump them on this board. And when you lose the way, the Denver Broncos lost. When you're watching Marvin Mims fumble reverses and getting it, you know, forcing a takeaway, when you're hearing Sean Payton criticize uh, Hackett out there in the Jets and say this is one of the worst coaching teams I've, I've, I've ever seen, and you do and you put on the performance you did against now his team in New York, what a joke. Uh, I like Sean Payton, think he's a really solid head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's earned the right to might maybe be a Hall of Famer one day, uh, if not already guaranteed to be that. And when you expect that leadership to come over and take over, uh, it's not been there so far. The Broncos are still a disaster. They're actively shipping off pieces. Uh, Randy Gregory, now here in San Francisco, wouldn't be surprised if they continue to lose games. You see players like Corden. Corwin Sutton, Jerry Judy, and others that are veteran-type players 
They can move to free up some money and get draft picks in return. The Broncos are a mess. It's Russ and nobody else out there for Denver, unfortunately. And when you lose to the Jets, which aren't a bad team, kind of are a mixed bag currently on the lower end of of the NFL. And after you've talked so much, uh, you lose some credibility in my eyes. Still going to stay at number 28 on my rankings. And the Cardinals The Cardinals are the bad team in football that's going to play you tough every single week. Going to give you a fight for three quarters, but not going to finish strong. Uh, The Bengals took it to them, but once that fourth quarter hit, Jamar Chase got involved, and Joe Burrow kind of refound himself against the Cardinals defense. I like the Cardinals with their building. I'll give them time. Uh, Not a great team this year. Josh Dobbs still doing his thing out there. James Conner being hurt certainly stinks for them. He had the 33% usage rate in their offense. It's going to be a big knock as to how they utilize uh, their offense going forward. The Hollywood Browns doing his thing. Still a really good receiver out there in Arizona. Once they get Kyler Murray back, whether it's this year or next year, if he actually does remain in Arizona, uh, I, I do have my eye on them as to what they can do next year or later this year. They're going to surprise some teams. Already surprised me so far this year. Staying put at number 27 with a 1-4 ranking. The Las Vegas Raiders come in at 26. Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Mac Owens, Max Crosby, This team, despite having names, has yet to really find themselves. Um, It feels like every single drive, they're just kind of squeezing every inch of water out of the sponge, trying to squeeze every inch of potential and, and really execution out of the offense, which should be really good. If I told you on paper an offense that had Josh Jacobs, last year's leading rusher, Jimmy G, who was relatively good in San Francisco despite having limitations. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in football on it. You'd like to think that they might have some potential to, I'm not saying fight for the AFC West, but at least fight for a wild card spot. And through five weeks, it has not looked pretty for Las Vegas. Now, did get a primetime win against the Packers this week, forced, I believe, three turnovers via Jordan Love's interceptions. So there are some positives, but right now on the defense, it is Max Crosby and nobody else. Chandler Jones is out there getting arrested and hope he finds the help he needs. But the offense is atrocious. Uh, they cannot get Josh Jacobs going for the life of them. But once you get the run game going, it opens up play action, which helps Jimmy G which then helps Devontae Adams. You have to get Josh Jacobs going. Uh, uh, Josh McDaniel is so lost offensively. It feels like that despite the Raiders paying John Gruden, then firing him for valid reasons, then Josh McDaniel, you bring him in to hope he can kind of restart the offense. You bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, you acquire a bunch of stars. This leadership is still not there. The offense still looks sluggish. It's to a point where they're asking Jimmy G to do things he's not capable of doing, which sucks because, again, you get play action rolling, you're going to have a better Jimmy Garoppolo. He cannot throw 30 times a game. They are asking him to do things he cannot physically do day in, day out. That's a coaching issue. That's an offensive coordinator issue. That's a McDaniel issue, not a quarterbacking issue. Now, again, Jimmy G has his faults. But a big win against the Packers on Monday Night Football, uh, and they do find themselves jumping up three spots uh, at number 26, now two and three on the year. Uh, My biggest drop of my power rankings, number 25, the Washington Commanders. Now, 
I like what they're doing in Washington. I like Sam Howell. He's a fine, a capable starting quarterback in football. I like the running game. They have great weapons offensively and a very stout defense, but against the Bears on Thursday night, boy, did they struggle. Kendall Fuller was in a freaking blender all night because DJ Moore was cooking him. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes is one of the worst cornerbacks in football through five weeks, which stinks because he has the potential to be a great cornerback in this league. Uh, my biggest qualm, my biggest problem for the Washington Commanders isn't really players. It is coaching. I understand that Ron Rivera has gone through a lot in his life. I hope he gets healthy. I hope he remains healthy. But right now, it does feel like he is somewhat disattached or unattached himself to the day-in, day-out process of the Washington Commanders. He even said on the game broadcast that I did not talk to my players at halftime. I let them police themselves and talk to themselves. Now, that's fine for a team like the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Niners, uh, maybe a team like the Lions, a team that is veteran-led, that can talk to themselves, get themselves back on track, and has a record of doing so. The Commanders have a young quarterback, an offense that's kind of found themselves in between, and a defense that at that time is struggling. They're looking for guidance and leadership, and Rivera removed himself and said, figure it out yourselves. Don't love that. Would not be surprised by the end of the year he's done, and Bienemy is that team's head coach. When they get boat raced by the Bears, one of the worst teams in football, they're going to drop eight spots to 25 at two and three on the year. My next tier, it feels like number 24 through 11 are always jumping up and down because these teams are the epitome of average or teams fighting for a wild card spot in the NFL. These teams are going to be those seven and nines, those nine and eights, um, those eight and nines this year. They're really going to find themselves fighting for the seventh and sixth and fifth seeds in the wild card picture. And my number 24 team, albeit doesn't at this moment uh, reach that curriculum or reach that marker, the Minnesota Vikings are one and four this year. They dropped three spots from 21 to 24. Um, just lost Justin Jefferson for at least four weeks, a big blow to the offense. But right now, they had the Chiefs very close. They've lost every game so far this year by one-score games. They've been inches away at times when it comes to beating their opponents, the Chargers, the Eagles, and now Kansas City. Uh, I feel for this offense. They're doing their job. They are scoring points, averaging almost close to 25, 26 points a game. Only got 20 against the Chiefs. But when you have Mahomes on the ropes or close, you have to finish. When you have Jalen Hurts on the ropes, you have to finish. When you have Justin Herbert on the ropes, you have to finish. This team this year, this Vikings team who's 1-4, and four, could easily have beat three of the best quarterbacks in football had it not been for a one-score difference. The Vikings likely this year are not going to make the playoffs, but at 1-4, and four, uh, you tell me this team cannot win seven more games in that division against the Packers and the Bears and maybe even upset the Lions. Um, I don't always love Kirk Cousins, but four-game stretch, you no know, Jefferson's certainly going to hurt, and losing this week's drops them on my power rankings, but I do believe this team can turn it around and find some winnable games down the stretch. Again, all it takes is one play for this team, and they are 4-1 and one 
on the year. How crazy is that? Number 24, the Minnesota Vikings. Number 23, though, a team which, my goodness, uh, are up and down, left and right, moving up two spots. The number 23 this week is the New York Jets. When you beat the Broncos, who aren't a great team, but then you almost beat the Chiefs two weeks ago and you've beaten the Buffalo Bills, albeit on a fluky week one victory, you have to ask yourself, who are the New York Jets? Have a really strong defense. The offense is still you know, a little back and forth. Who is Zach Wilson? Um, he's played better the past two, three weeks. Uh, I don't love him, but the defense has continued to find a way to keep them in games and Zach Wilson the past two weeks has found a way to play better football. I like what I've seen from him. Um, Robert Sola has this team believing they can actually still fight for a playoff spot. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but when you beat the Broncos, you're now two and three on the year. Um, you have to be at least inside the top 24. Uh, I believe in them when it comes to that defense. Quinnen Williams along uh, on you know cj mosley still there sauce gardner so they have some pieces that can actually win them some games uh besides the offense uh i do like the jets still um not gonna be a great team when it's all said and done but again you win this week moves you have a handful of spots are my 23 ranked team in football Number 22, my second biggest drop of the week. And actually, this team has dropped 13 spots on my power rankings the past two weeks. 13 spots from number nine all the way to 22 in a span of two weeks is the two and three Green Bay Packers. Not having Aaron Jones hurts this team. David Bakhtiari not playing hurts this team. The defense is doing all they can, but they got Joe Barry leading that defense. And keep in mind, Joe Barry is the worst or one of the worst defensive coordinators in football. Um, he was on the 2000, I believe what was it, nine or whatever the year the, the Lions went winless. He was the defensive coordinator for that team. Yet he got another chance in the exact same division with the Green Bay Packers. Um, he's awful. He stinks. Uh, Jordan Love wasn't great through three picks against the Raiders. Not a great outing for him. You got to get healthy again. Not sure when it's actually going to happen, but um, this team right now is trying to find themselves. I don't know what their identity is. We've heard rumors that LaFleur is kind of, you know, he doesn't want to make changes during the middle of the year. That's why you're supposed to make them during the offseason, you didn't do it with Joe Barry. It's hurting your team currently. And right now we're hearing players or past players say the offense is outdated. It looks like that through five weeks. I do think Jordan Love can pick things back up. I like what I've seen uh, through a three-week span of the year. Look really good early. The past two weeks, not so great on primetime. Hoping he can pick things back up because I do believe in Jordan Love. But when you lose two weeks in a row... It's going to drop you 13 spots to 22 with the Packers being two and three this year. Number 21 and number 20 both played each other this past week. Um, number 21, they drop one spot from 20 to 21. That's the Houston Texans who are two and three this year. And number 20, jumping up four spots, is the three and two Atlanta Falcons. 
these teams were basically evenly matched through, I don't know, what is that, three and three-quarter quarters. <laughs> um, this was a one-minute-to-win-it game for the Falcons. They pulled it out, uh, but C.J. Stroud still playing extremely well. Desmond Ritter picked things back up. Not great, but better than the worst quarterback in football he had shown to be the handful of weeks prior to, so want to give him credit here. Uh, B. John Robinson is just so good. Arthur Smith has himself a top five running back in football this year. Utilize him until his legs fall off. Then extend him. Please give running backs money. But the Falcons defense is playing better. Um, The Texans offense looks stronger than I think anybody thought it was going to be. With these two teams being neck and neck, didn't want to penalize or um, give either one of the teams too much credit, but the Falcons do jump up at 20. The Texans fall to 20, 21. Like what I've seen from both these young teams, want to see them continue to grow. But right now, 21 and 20 Texans and Falcons this year. Um, number 19, though. I don't know what to make of number 19. They jumped up three spots this week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they are a team that somehow has found themselves being three and two this year. Um, they beat in the Browns, the Nick Chubb game. They beat in the Raiders, which isn't saying much, and somehow outplayed the Ravens despite being boat raced or demolished or or being controlled, manhandled for three and a half quarters. Um, I'm not sure how the Ravens continue to fumble these games against the Colts, now Pittsburgh, but Kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, a massive drive to win this game. A insane great throw, clutch throw to George Pickens for a touchdown. They're doing big things out there. Uh, Matt Canada, boy, oh boy, uh, did he look unhappy with the touchdown to George Pickens. It felt like that Pickett kind of was doing his own thing, uh, and, and Matt Canada wasn't too pleased with that, but... Uh, the fire of Matt Canada train has continued to roll. I would like to think I have a part in that because I've been screaming that for since week number one, calling him the worst offensive coordinator in football. Um, get him out of there. You're going to see the offense start to pick up things. You can get Deontay Johnson back after the bye week. I see them continuing to climb or at least maybe find out who they are. Are they a running team? Are they a passing team? Matt Canada right now doesn't know. The offense doesn't know, but when you eke out a tough-fought win against a division rival, Baltimore Ravens, you have to climb at least a little bit up the rankings. And with how they won, with fighting and duking it out for four quarters, the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves up three spots at number 19. Then number 18, up four spots, is the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Arizona Cardinals this past weekend. Joe Burrow has looked immobile during the headlights sometimes this year, but putting those past four weeks behind us against the Cardinals, he looks like prime Joe Burrow once again. You can tell there were certain points the cap injury was bothering him, but he looked more mobile. He looked like, you know, he can go and extend plays in the pocket, and he finally got Jamar Chase involved in the offense. Uh, you want to win games, you get your star receiver involved. Um, Jamar Chase had a great game. 
against the Cardinals. Uh, Joe Burrow played great. And really, you could tell the offense found the rhythm once again. Whereas the past four weeks, you were like, what's going on? You're losing to the Titans and you're barely beating the Rams. And you're kind of stuck in the mud against the Cardinals. Those gears got rolling again. The defense is playing really well. Um, and if you can get Burrow in the offense continuing to grow and get stronger and stronger with that defense playing the way they're playing, the Bengals are going to find themselves near the top of, of, of the NFL once again when it's all said and done. The next team, number 17, only up two spots because I, I just don't know who the quarterback is. The defense is great. Defense is one of the best in football. Um, they won 34-0 this past weekend against the Patriots. That is the New Orleans Saints. Um, the offense truly just isn't explosive. Um, it's a very Derek Carr-led offense, but the defense is playing extremely well, just like it has the past five years with Dennis Allen being the head coach then previously the defensive coordinator. Are the Saints going to fight for the NFC South crown, likely Buccaneers, Saints, and the Falcons all kind of clawing at the bit to be number one. Buccaneers obviously ahead by a game right now, but the, the Saints so far this year have looked strong enough to find themselves being three and two. They've had some bad losses against the Packers when Carr got hurt, but other than that, it's been a very mediocre, middle-of-the-road Saints team. But when you win 34-0, to just boat racing and crushing a Bill Belichick-led Patriots defense and offense, uh, you have to get credit. Um, again, this team is going to win games like this. They're going to find themselves in a lot of close games, you know, 19 to 16, 21 to 20, and somehow the defense is going to find themselves um, playing so well. It'll lead them to victories more than the offense, but Again, when you win by 34 points, it's hard not to jump you ahead of a handful of teams at number 17, being three and two up two spots from last week. Um, down two spots to 16 is the Tennessee Titans. Yes, I know Tennessee is two and three when I have the Saints, Bengals, Steelers, and Falcons all at three and two behind them. I like the Titans. They are they are coached by one of the best in football, being Mike Vrabel. Uh, Derrick Henry is still one of the best running backs in the league. And Ryan Tannehill is still one of the most wishy-washy mixed bag quarterbacks, just like Derrick Carr is. But I do think their defense is playing so well. If they can just get mediocre play out of the offense, kind of like the Saints do sometimes or need to have, this Tennessee Titans team can fight for the AFC South crown. Now, Jaguars have turned things up. But if the Titans can just get middle of the road, average offense out of Tannehill, Henry, Traylon Brooks, and DeAndre Hopkins, who had a nice game this past weekend, they can actually be competitive this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they beat a good team like the Bengals, who they've already beaten this year, or play a team like the Jaguars and play them tough to the end. Um, I like Tennessee. They're a savvy, veteran-led team. They know how to win close games. Now, Lost against the Colts this past weekend, but you do wonder, had Anthony Richardson not got hurt, where would that game would have finished? Who knows? Tennessee Titans, I like what I've seen so far at 2-3. and three. Don't let the record fool you. They are better than it states. I have them right now at number 16 on my power rankings. Number 15, 
it gives me actually quite the pleasure to say this. The Los Angeles Rams down two spots from 13 to number 15. The Rams have so much offensive firepower through the air. Cooper Cup is back, had a great game. Um, they can now get Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup on the field at, at the exact same time. Um, that's going to be money for how explosive the offense is. You have Tutu Otwell still there. Kyron Williams had an okay game against the Eagles. Now, they did just trade Van Jefferson away, but he wasn't really much of a factor in the offense. Now Cooper Cup's back. I probably wasn't going to play much anyways, but when you have a former offensive player of the year on offense, you have a top 10 quarterback in Matthew Stafford leading your team, you are going to find yourself in a handful of games no matter who you are playing. Now, this game would have been a lot different had Matthew Stafford hit one, two shots downfield. They were there. He just missed them, but that's the Matthew Stafford you're going to get week by week. Unfortunately for Stafford, didn't hit him. They lost against a much better team in the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get to them much later on the power rankings, but the Rams are a middle-of-the-road team. Some days, they're going to put up a high-scoring offense. Other weeks, they're going to struggle. Stafford's going to miss some deep throws downfield, and they're going to cap out at around 24 to 20 points a game. I like Stafford. I like McVay. I like the offensive makeup. It's when you get to defense this defense cannot stop elite offenses in football. They couldn't even really stop a Joe Burrow hindered with a calf injury Bengals offense. Um, the Rams are who I thought they were going to be. A team that can hang with elite teams until the clock hits zero and they lose by 10, 14 points. They'll be in the game for three and a half quarters, but then the elite teams will separate themselves. And the Rams are a fine team. They're going to be competitive. Against Philadelphia, they had a chance in that game, just couldn't execute. Uh, I want to give them some credit. They're 15, almost smack dab in the middle. They could be a top 12 team, a top 14 team, but right now at number 15 with an outside chance to be a top 15 team, top 14 team when it's all said and done. But right now, 15, 2 and 3, down two spots on my power rankings. Okay, folks, we're half Way there, just over halfway there. Want to remind you, follow us on social media at 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. 49ers dot access is the Instagram. Up over 18,000 Instagram followers. And if you want to go to any game this year, whether it's Niners and Browns this weekend, whether it's Chiefs and Broncos tomorrow night, use that promo code 49ers access 49 ers acc ess at seatgeek.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase okay back to the power rankings number 14 up four spots is the indianapolis colts now yes they did just lose their quarterback anthony richardson for about four to eight weeks a massive loss but Gardner Minshew has played well in the absence of Richardson. Uh, won a game against the Ravens this, earlier this year and came in, in in relief and won a game against the Titans this past weekend. Um, I like Gardner Minshew. He's got the hair flowing. The defense is playing well. They're getting takeaways. They're getting turnovers. And you add in the fact that Zach Moss has played great 
as their RB1, and they've now extended Jonathan Taylor. The more you can incorporate Taylor in the offense once uh, AR-15 comes back with Richardson, you're going to have yourself a very fun offense to play in. They're going to be amazing on the ground. But in the meantime, number 14 on the power rankings, three and two up, four spots. I like what I've seen so far. Shane Steichen might already be a top 10 uh, uh, head coach in football. Um, he's got them boys playing hard, uh, playing for him, with him, and playing with each other. Michael Pittman still doing his thing. I like the Colts, a top 15 team, number 14 this year on my power rankings through six or through five weeks uh, uh, this season. Number 13. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers up two spots. Didn't play this week. Can't say too much, but when you're 3-1, and one, they didn't win a game this past week, didn't lose a game this past week, and teams ahead of them didn't play well, they're going to move up two spots to 13. Uh, another team that had a bye week and dropped two spots is the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson is hurt, might not play against San Francisco this Sunday. That's certainly a concern. That defense is still one of the best units in football, but there were a handful of teams that jumped them on the rankings, dropping them two spots to number 12. I think it's a fine spot for them. You just don't know what Watson you're going to get each week, but that defense is ferocious. They're aggressive, and Miles Garrett's playing out of his mind. Number 11, the third of four teams on a bye week. No change is the Los Angeles Chargers being 2-2 two and two this year. Herbert is Herbert. He's going to do his thing. Keenan Allen's having a great year. The defense is not great. Just traded J.C. Jackson, actually paying him to play for the Patriots this year. They're a fine team. Herbert's going to be elite when it's all said and done at the end of the year. But right now, didn't play this week. Can't knock you. Can't give you a positive. That is my number 12 or 11 team, excuse me, in my power rankings. Okay, we have reached the top 10. I repeat, we have reached the top 10 on my power rankings. Number 10, dropping two spots, is the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, I feel so bad for him <laughs> because Lamar has played MVP caliber football this year, but OBJ can't stay healthy. J.K. Dobbins has been out. Justice Hill has been out. This past weekend, got some people back, but the receivers have dropped so many passes. There is no consistency on the offense besides Lamar Jackson himself. The defense is playing well, but Again, when it's just Lamar on offense and nobody else, it certainly hurts your offense. This is the second time they have lost a game they should have won, had won, but they let the Colts and now Pittsburgh back in the game. You've lost two insane games against AFC opponents uh, roughly in a three-week stretch. You can't do that if you want to be a top 18 or top eight team, excuse me, on my rankings, I like him a lot still. I like John Harbaugh. They got to tighten things up. Guys got to be healthy. The Ravens are my number 10 team on my rankings this week. Number nine, no change on a bye week. Three and one this year, the Seattle Seahawks. 
We'll see how they play this week. But again, Seattle played too good two weeks ago and no one was able to jump them or uh, supplant them in the rankings. So number nine, the Seattle Seahawks, two birds back to back. Now, my biggest jumper or tied for my biggest jump this week is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two straight wins in London. They've got the groove back. They played extremely well against the Buffalo Bills at 6.45 Pacific time where I'm at. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has played out of his mind. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley are getting things done. Travis Etienne looks strong. And Doug Peterson has those boys back on track after a rough handful of weeks to begin the year. Um, The defense still isn't there for Jacksonville. Don't love what they've got going on, but I do believe in them. And right now, three and two up four spots on the ranking. The Jacksonville Jaguars find themselves slowly creeping up towards the top five. And I wouldn't be surprised if by week eight, they find themselves inside that tier. Um, They're an exciting team. I like what they got going on. Jaguars number eight right now through five weeks going into week number six of the NFL season. Number seven, my least favorite team in the entire NFL and was so great to watch them get their a double s kicked in prime time that is the Dallas Cowboys dropping just two spots didn't want to be too harsh played the best team in football in my opinion this past weekend uh the Dallas Cowboys three and two you lose to the Cardinals you lose to San Francisco the Cowboys are now zero and two against the NFC West this year, they'd beaten bad opponents. All the talk was, wait till San Francisco plays a good defense. Folks, wait till the Dallas Cowboys play a good team in general. And we saw what happened. I like the Dallas Cowboys as a whole. They're going to be in the mix when it's all said and done. That defense was awful. Micah Parsons disappeared in a big game. Uh, not a great run defender. Uh, did nothing in the past defense game. Really an overall bad game for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard did absolutely nothing. Dak Prescott went through two. It's it's awful, awful play from the Dallas Cowboys overall. They quit in the third quarter against San Francisco, and we have now seen when the Cowboys need to play an elite team in prime time. Through five weeks, they cannot get it done. Um, I call on them frauds. They are who we thought they were, the Dallas Cowboys. My number, seven team through five weeks, dropping two spots from five all the way to seven. My number six team, similar to the Cowboys, did play a good team this past weekend, but traveled to London, flew in on Friday. That's a mistake to me. It is the Buffalo Bills. They've beaten the Dolphins, right? But you lose to Jacksonville. You lose to a team like the Jets. I'm not really sure who the Buffalo Bills are just yet. And I'm my major concern here is that because they've lost Tredavious White two weeks ago, Matt Milano this past weekend, it's going to make Josh Allen play hero ball more and more and more. And while he is certainly uh, capable of doing so, the more he's done that or had to do that, he's turned into a turnover prone machine. I like Josh Allen, but right now, the Madden curse is certainly hurting that defense more than the offense, but get him back home after a bye week and 
We will see what the Bills can do in week number six. They're three and two. Didn't want to be too harsh. London games are always tough, but again, you got to figure out the defense as to what's going on there. You can't lose two all pro level players and just go, we're fine. I want to see Josh Allen take that next step to the Mahomes level. Mahomes is by himself, folks. I like Josh Allen. I like Jalen Hurts and others. It's Mahomes and everybody else right now, in my opinion. But again, I want to see Josh Allen do his thing. They're three and two this year, dropping one spot to number six. The defense is hurting. Can they continue to fight? Uh, I like what they've done so far, but you lost two tough games. Uh, one of them being in London, one of them being in prime time. I'm still wondering who are this year's Buffalo Bills. Then you have number five. We've reached the top five of this week's power rankings. The Kansas City Chiefs at four and one, up one spot due to the Cowboys and Bills falling uh, outside the top five. The Chiefs have been one of these teams that didn't play great against the Lions in week one. Then they crushed the Bears two weeks ago with Taylor Swift up there in, in the rafters or three weeks ago. Then they barely escaped the Jets in prime time in New York. Didn't they play Minnesota a better offense than they probably played all year long besides the Lions in week one? Um, and it was a close game to the end. Mahomes has yet to look like Mahomes of old, in my opinion. Um, it certainly feels like that. The offense is still trying to find itself. Uh, Travis Kelsey got hurt in this game, but came back in. Pacheco is, looks really good through five weeks. I like what I've seen from him running with ferocity. Um, the one guy, like, he looks like a piece and really a great draft pick for them. But the defense is still up in the air. It's Chris Jones and McDuffie, and that's kind of it. But I don't know who the Chiefs are either is the problem. Are they the are the Chiefs of 2019, 2020, 21? I'm just not sure. I don't know if this Chiefs team can hang with the elites in football, but to give them credit, they're four and one. Um, I do not think at this point this year they're the best team in the AFC. I don't even think at this point they truly are a top four team in football, with three of those teams being in the NFC. Um, I just don't know who the Chiefs are, kind of like Buffalo, is that they've both played really well, and they've both had games where you're like, what's going on? Like, they're in a funk. They somehow pulled out wins. Chiefs, 4-1 and one this year. Hopefully, Kelsey can remain healthy. Up one spot into my top five. Number four, though, the Detroit Lions up three spots from seven into the top five, number four. How great has Sam Laporta been? I watched the game this past weekend saying, no Jameer Gibbs, that's, uh-oh, no Amon Ross St. Brown, and it felt like this offense didn't miss a beat. Laporta had two touchdowns. He has been, if not the best, one of the best performing tight ends in football this year. As a rookie, those Iowa tight ends seemingly Transition over to the NFL extremely well. They look awesome. The defense is playing a little better than past weeks. Um, it does suck that Emmanuel Mosley, like in the chat, Randy Daytona, what's going on, Randy, just says, Emmanuel Mosley tore his right ACL last year, tore his left ACL 
this past week. It sucks to hear that. Hope it gets healthy, but the defense is playing better football and the offense looks like a top five unit in the league. Lions, surprisingly, four and one and in my top four power rankings through five weeks. I knew they were going to be good. Didn't think they'd be this good to start the year. Number three, my exact same number three from two weeks ago. The Miami Dolphins climb up four and one back on track against the New York Giants, crushed them, killed them. This team has so much speed. Like their team should be called Hot Wheels. They got Devon A Chain, Tyree Kill. Now A Chain's gonna be out for a handful of time, but you still got most or Jeff Wilson Jr. might come back off the IR this week. They still have pieces in place. Jalen Waddle's playing great. The defense isn't perfect, certainly has some holes, but the offense literally is a NASCAR uh, Hot Wheels offense. They can score at any single moment. Any single moment this offense can score. Tua's playing great football, might be this year's MVP through five weeks. Um, There's a quarterback ahead of him that might have a say on that, but through five weeks, the Dolphins look like a number three team in football. I've even seen rankings that have them ranked two and number one. They've lost the game. Those two spots ahead of them are reserved for undefeated teams. And my number two team, 5-0 and this year, is the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles were kind of like the Chiefs and the Bills the past four weeks as to they're kind of trudging along, still getting wins, haven't you know, haven't hit their peak just yet. But against the Rams, they look like they refound their offense. They have the tush push, the brotherly shove. A.J. Brown was playing great. Devontae Smith is there. Um, DeAndre Swift has been arguably the most underrated signing of this past offseason or, or trade, excuse me. He looks great. Um, Jalen Hurts starting to pick things back up. Um, the Eagles have found themselves once again, still aren't healthy. Secondary certainly has questions. Um, this game was closer than it seemed like at the end. But Philadelphia is still a very strong team, undefeated so far this year. And it does seem like they're picking things up again as they reach into week number six. Um, This is a good team, veteran-led team. They've been here, done it before. And again, with this team has yet to reach their peak, you wonder what it's going to look like once they do. And they're already undefeated so far through five weeks. But... Number one team, if you had any questions as to who it might be, the San Francisco 49ers through five weeks have to be, have to be the NFL's best team. Christian McCaffrey had his worst game of the season so far. Would they do? Still put up 42 points against coming in. The best defense in football. San Francisco now has, I believe, the number two scoring offense and the number one scoring defense in football through five weeks. Brock Purdy has himself in the MVP conversation. George Kittle, three touchdowns this past week. Fred Warner's playing DPOY uh, candidacy so far. This team is playing out of their minds. You have to give them uh, credit all over the field, even on their weak spots when teams think that we're going to test that spot. This week it was Lenore. What do you do? Two catches allowed, right? Had the highest 
pass coverage grade on the entire team at 89.4. This team, albeit maybe might have weaknesses on paper when it comes to scheme and the playing on the field, this team so far has absolutely no weakness. They've been that good this year, only giving up 10 points to a team assumed to be maybe their biggest challenge to week 13 against the Philadelphia Eagles. What did San Francisco do? Put up 42 points and let the starters rest almost the entire fourth quarter. Okay, number five, Chiefs, Lions are four, Dolphins are three. The top two teams, Philadelphia and the San Francisco 49ers. Week six begins tomorrow night. Chiefs and Broncos, Amazon Prime, primetime television. San Francisco plays the Cleveland Browns, who aren't going to have Nick Chubb, might not have Deshaun Watson this Sunday. Stay tuned. That preview is coming out later this week. Going to be a fun game. Can Philadelphia stand defeated? Can the San Francisco 49ers go on the road and continue their five-game win streak? We'll see what week six has in store for us. Going to be a fun one. Already five weeks through the NFL season, coming up on six weeks. It's it's was gone for so long, and it's going by so fast. But stick with me. Almost through six weeks. And again, Niners-Browns this weekend. Stay tuned for that preview. Want to thank you for watching. Want to thank you for liking the video. Want to continue to ask to like, share, and subscribe to the, the YouTube. And also to the audio versions of the podcast. Again, you guys like the power rankings. Going to continue these every single week if we can. And again, Niners-Browns on Sunday. That preview comes out later this week, so stay tuned for that. Want to ask you to follow us on social media. 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. 49ers.access is the Instagram. If you want to go to any game this year, concert, baseball playoffs, football, basketball season starting very, very, very soon, use our promo code 49ers access 49 ERS ACC ESS at SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase. You can also use our Fanatics link up above or down below to buy yourself some merch and support the show. In the meantime, my name is Sterling Bennett saying thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a like, share, subscribe, and leave a review. This has been the 40 Minute Access Podcast. And until next time, stay faithful.